0: I actually really love my voice and that's probably not common but I I think being a singer I've listened to my voice back a lot. I, I really enjoy the sound of my voice so that's good. I think it's just the nature of like I feel like there's just a little, a little barrier like I guess when you said what are you not letting us have like when you said that I really felt like there's something that I'm really holding back or protecting myself from. And I really just want to unleash that, you know. I feel like life is too short for me to go any longer with me holding back and playing small and keeping it hidden.
1: Unlock the power of your voice and learn how to use it for maximum impact with Psychology of the Voice. Through this innovative methodology, thousands of entrepreneurs and professionals have connected more deeply with their audiences, leading not only to greater influence, but also higher revenue streams. Don't miss out on Tracy Goodwin's transformational coaching as she helps you take your sound from good to groundbreaking. Tune in and find out why so many six-, seven-, and eight-figure entrepreneurs call Tracy their secret weapon.
0: Keaton, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with me today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah, well, good. Well, I
2: I chatted for just a minute with Keaton when she jumped on the Zoom, but I always give this disclaimer. I've, I've never met her. And I was not tuned in with my listening ear when we were chatting. So I'm going to start just like I always do, just having a conversation. And I'm going to be making some thoughts about how she's being processed in the subconscious of the listener. And then I'm going to tell her, and then we're going to plug some things in. So let's just start with whatever you want to tell us about yourself and the kind of work you do. And just give us a little bit of background information on you.
0: Cool. Okay. So I'm, my name is Keaton McMaster. I'm a hypnotherapist and an RTT practitioner and I'm Australian, as you can tell probably by my accent. And I basically help people transmute pain into power. It's a broad, being a hypnotherapist, I work with lots of different people. So it's not really one particular thing that I do, but it's it's mainly around the idea of like self-sabotage and like patterns that People engage with that they're not necessarily wanting to engage with anymore.
1: How did you get into that?
0: Um, A long journey of really my own self healing um, of my own journey. So I I used to really struggle with um, self worth and addiction, and I was in and out of abusive relationships. And that kind of started this whole journey of kind of like healing and self development. And it led to me, um, not only kind of gathering a lot of information to help myself, but getting to the point of like, where I was like, I actually love this. And I, I know a lot and I have a lot of wisdom and I want to share that with other people. And I didn't really connect with, uh, con- like conventional cognitive behavioral therapy and that kind of way of doing things. I do think there's a place for that in the world and for some people, but not for everyone. And I just really connected with hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. I have worked with people about the RTT.
2: Jess Lively was a client of mine, and I know she's very involved in that. That's really very interesting. The RTT mm. hypnotherapists—it's very fascinating. Tell tell us a little bit about that. Why that is? What makes you like that? What is good about that? Because it's a little different.
0: Yeah. So the actual um, modality itself, it really goes to the heart of an issue, like the root of why something is the way it is so that you can actually change something from, um, from the core of a problem, instead of kind of dealing with like the symptoms or like the branches of an issue. Um, I just, as it says in the name, it's rapid. So I really enjoyed the speed. I like speed <laughs> as, a, as an individual. Um, but, I, yeah, really enjoy how fast it is so you can kind of condense years of therapy into, like, one or two sessions, which is just incredible. Um, so the actual, yeah, people experience the most amazing results, um, and I have personally, I do it as well as a client. I have my own therapist that I see as well, and I experience the most amazing results as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, very cool. I don't know if I answered your question, but you did. You did. <laughs> okay. Cool. You did.
2: Yeah, it's uh, I've been exposed to it a little bit and I think it's really interesting. That's Marissa mm. Pierce. She's the one. Is yeah, she's the one that created yeah. that. Yeah, very yeah, cool. That's right. Yeah. So, let me ask you this. Why did you want to do this? Why did you want to come on this show here with me and do this? Have me assess you.
0: I really connected with you the first time I heard you speak. And I really liked the way, I guess, that you made me feel in my body. Like I felt really safe. I felt like I connected with you. And I really want to have that same experience, offer that same experience to people that I want to connect with as well. Um, And I feel like there's a lot of kind of performative nature sometimes in my voice that Mm -hmm. I can do. And I would love my main, like one of my main values is authenticity. And I've been really called to just be like extremely authentic in like in all spaces. So that translates online, in person, like I'm just kind of the same version of me in lots of little places. And I've just noticed a lot of things with my voice over the years and I noticed other people's voices. So it's something I'm really aware of, but I have really had no tools, I think, to um, help myself with it. Yeah, yeah. What do you not like your voice?
2: Are there things you don't? I mean, other than the, like you feel like sometimes you're performing or an on kind of voice. Are there other things you don't like?
0: Um, I actually really love my voice. And okay, good. Not common, but I, I think being a singer, I've listened to my voice back a lot. I, I really enjoy the sound of my voice, so that's good. Um, I think it's just the nature of like, I feel like there's just a little, a little barrier. Like, I guess when you Mm -hmm. said, what are you not letting us have? Like Mm -hmm. when you said that, I really felt like there's something that I'm really holding back or protecting myself from. And I really just want to unleash that, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like life is too short for me to go any longer with me holding back and playing small and keeping it.
2: Yeah. 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 And you're spot (laughs) on, you're spot on. And it's, uh, sometimes it was actually an Australian woman that I was working with. She was uh some kind of healer. And I remember I was working with her and I said, Oh yeah, the the uh there's the little hands that flew up in front of your mouth. And she said, Wait, 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 what? She said, I know you can hear sounds, but you can see things too. And I said, Sometimes I can. And the it's like I see this with your voice. I see I don't even know how to explain it, but it's It kind of reminds me, this is, okay, this is what it looks like. This is crazy. If you've ever seen a baby moving around in the womb, punching, like, you know, you see their little feet go by, or it's like they're trying to push through. That's an image that came up as I was listening to you because it's trying to get out all this explosion of sound and feeling mm-hmm. and expression that is is there, but it's not, it's not been unleashed. You're exactly right. Yeah. Does that resonate at all with you? I know it's a weird image. Yes.
0: No, it's actually it actually resonates in so many ways. I actually had a hypnotherapy session the other day, which was about basically being scared of people in groups. So That's kind of what I was mm. working on. And the image that came to me which I actually thought was quite strange in the session was me like rocking a baby back to sleep and it was like an image of me as a child screaming out for attention or for like you know a parent to come and console me or soothe me and no one came and so yeah. it was like me soothing my own inner child to be like it's okay yeah. like you can go to sleep it's it's almost yeah. like an inner, inner version of me has been screaming for attention this yeah. whole time so that really
2: resonated. Yeah, and that that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it's like yeah. the birthing of your sound in Ooh, a way. I love that. Right. So, yeah. and I can tell you, I'm going to tell you what I hear that is around that lockdown what I believe it, what I believe it is, but I'm really curious, something that I'm always fascinated with. And I, and like I told you, when we first jumped on the call, I've worked with a lot of Australians. I've known a lot of Australians. How do you feel like the tall poppy syndrome concept that is so prevalent over there? Did you have a real awareness of that? Do you feel like that played into any of this playing smaller for you vocally?
0: So tall puppy pop, syndrome is that where you're you tear yourself down or you tear other people down? You don't dare shine.
2: Oh yeah, um, you don't want to. You don't want to rise above the others. So it's about minimizing. I'll just. I won't shine. I won't excel. I won't be noticed because there's
0: ramifications if I do. I think that's rampant in Australia. Um, I was definitely pushed as a child to kind of be perfect and the best at everything. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. And I purposely decided to be mediocre mm. as a child, as a teenager specifically. Like I didn't want to be good at it. I thought it was kind of dangerous to be good at anything. And the things that I was good at were like, what's a good word, I guess we're kind of promoted and encouraged in such a kind of intense way that I was like, I don't want to do that with anything else. So I didn't allow myself to be good at things. And it's only in the last, I guess, four years or so that I've really let that part of me come back online and realized that I actually love being good at things. And I really mm-hmm. enjoy um, achieving. And mm-hmm. that's, yeah, a big part of Me that I've been able to reclaim. So, yeah, I do feel like that has affected me in the past, but I feel like it's something that has been more healthily a part of me recently. Yeah. Something that I picked up as you were
2: saying that, and, you know, I, I ask a lot of questions. I ask questions partly initially to be hearing your voice and so I can be analyzing sounds. Then I start asking questions based on sounds that I hear that I haven't necessarily shared with you yet, but it's a bit of a validation process for me. Have I hit the end of the wall or is there something behind it is generally what's Mm -hmm. going on in my head, just so people know. Would you say
1: you march to the beat of your own drummer? Are you the person that
2: doesn't necessarily have to do the way everybody else does.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's what I'm picking up. And that's part of the hitch is that's in the sounds that you're not releasing is because they're mm. possibly going to face judgment because they may not be the norm.
0: Yeah, definitely. Abs- that.
2: Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I hear
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> now the other thing the uh, the get it, the first thing i wrote down was which is in alignment with what you just said about mediocre i'm hearing that you feel like you need to get it right
1: mhm
2: all uh, like that's your top sound you're trying to get it right and as a yeah. part of your bucket of trying to get it right so you've got a little bit of needing to convince me mhm Or maybe even justify
1: your position. Yeah. Is that accurate too? Yes. Okay. Peacekeeper?
0: I can be, and I also can be the opposite, but most of the time, and I think uh, from childhood, definitely Mm -hmm. that's my role in the family system. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Totally not who you are though. No. It's not. I mean, I hear it as a absolute mask. I've got to get this right because I've got to not rock the boat, make sure I'm doing the right thing and that everybody likes me and that I, you know, all of this, but there's a rebellion sound in your voice underneath it that is really strong.
0: Yeah. And that's the inner conflict that you just reflected back to me that I feel that I I feel is like, I, I literally want something to be unleashed, like to like mm-hmm. something wants to come out of me. yeah, And I, and I'm like tapping it. Like there's a part of me that's like pushing it all back down. That's like, no, 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 no. This mm-hmm. is not safe enough like to come out.
2: You know, I recently worked with a woman and she said the most beautiful analogy in comparison to what you just said there. She said, it's like, I'm pushing a float down in a pool. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's going to rise back up and then I'm going to try to hold it down. I mean, you can't, right. It's going to rise Mm -hmm. back up. And so that's a, that's a real thing that's happening with you. I wonder, do you, a couple of sounds that I'm picking up are, you don't think you're going to be heard and you don't think you're going to be believed.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Is that accurate? And it's okay if you say no, it's okay. If you say no, if you say no, then what happens is I take that sound and I go, okay, then what am I, what am I hearing? What am I reading? I got to find what this is.
0: Yeah. It's the being heard, I think. Yeah. To a certain degree, but the being believed, I feel like I'm very believable. Okay. But, but with, but being, you know, I guess you describe it as being on like Mm -hmm. the version of me. that's like. Semi-professional, you know, can talk confidently, you know, knows the right words, then unbelievable. So yeah, it's, it's almost like that version of me is believable, but the authentic, real version of me. No, I think that version of me is believable too, but it's just, yeah. Does that make sense? Did I
2: describe that very well? I, I think so. I think so. It's it's almost the mastery of on.
0: Hmm. Yeah. This is, this is,
2: yeah. Let me put this on. Let me put my jacket on. Let me, you know, and that's very much in the, in the peacekeeping people pleasing bucket. Let me be what what you want me to be. Not who I am, but I can, I can play the role. I can play the game. Mm -hmm. That's what you're feeling like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so what is it that, so what won't be heard is who you really are. Yeah. That's, part of why you're not letting it out because it won't be heard. And then I also think it won't, there's going to be judgment. You perceive there's going to be judgment around it. That's not going to be acceptable. I mean, that's like core level. I'll be kicked out of the tribe kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because your subconscious has made you believe that that whatever that is, isn't surely not okay. Mm -hmm. And so we're just playing lies of the mind here. There's also something interesting about you, And I hear this a lot. Well, I don't hear it a lot, but I hear it some and people may not realize this. I can tell when people have done a tremendous amount of inner work and the problems are still in their voice. Mm -hmm. That is what I hear in you. I can hear that Mm -hmm. you've done therapy. I can hear that you've done work. I can hear every ounce of it, but the remnants are still in your voice because we can do all Mm -hmm. that inner work we want in the whole wide world, but the body keeps the score. And yeah. so the habit and the sound is still in the in the voice, and it might even and, and it's I mean it's just habit. But do you ever play that other side, those other notes, or they absolutely can't get through that all that that needs to be
0: unleashed? Does it ever come out? I think with friends and okay. even with my family to a certain degree, um, definitely, and especially when I used to drink alcohol. So I don't drink Mm. anymore. I've been sober for a while now. And I used alcohol as a way to access the real me. Yeah. So common.
2: Yeah. I think that's probably a big reason why people, I haven't researched this. I know I usually say things I've researched, but I would imagine that's a big part of what that is. You know, the, the research on trauma and alcohol is fascinating and phenomenal, but it allows me the opportunity to be me. And otherwise mm-hmm. I'm too afraid to, to because there's judgment or being aware we believe there is, we believe there's judgment about who we really are. Okay. So let me see. There's a couple of th- other things I want to point out and then I want to play with a couple of things. See,
0: okay. Do you think you speak fast? Um, I've always been told my whole life, that just slow down. fast. Mm-hmm. So I consciously tried to speak slowly. <laughs> yeah. that people can hear
2: me. Okay. So it's not, I don't think it's about speed. I don't think it's about the literal cadence. I think Uh you're trying to get on the other side of it. Mm. And I want to know, why are you trying to get on the other side of it? Is it you're trying to get on the other side of it to see if you got it right? Is it you're trying to get on the other side of it because you're not a hundred percent comfortable with all eyes on you and fully shining is it you're trying to get on the other side of it because you think I'm going to interrupt you and not even listen to you no matter what? There's a, there's a sound that is different in my hearing mm. beyond fast. It is, you are trying to get somewhere. You're trying to get to the other side of what you're saying. Mm. Does that resonate? Yeah.
0: I think when you said shining, like completely mm-hmm. shining in, yeah. in myself be seen in, in that way, definitely. Um yeah and also kind of like a needing to needing to say what i need to say like
1: mm-hmm. if
0: i don't if i don't say it soon you're not going to you're not going to hear yeah. the whole thing and you won't understand me properly
2: yeah and that's all in that and they're not going to listen you're not gonna, i'm not going to be heard yeah i got to i got to get it all out because you're going to check out i only have x amount of time of your mm-hmm. attention uh, i only have that much worth of your time and attention and then the cutoff and then I'm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I wanted to touch on something. You said something. And when we first got on the call and I said, hold on, hold on. I, want to, I don't want to hear anymore. I want to talk about that when we get on the call. And then you alluded to it again. What is it about, you said, you're comfortable sitting here with me talking with me, but then we have this whole nother issue of, A lot of people listening to this. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? What happens in your mind and me versus them?
0: I think it literally comes down to even though I can't control your perception of me, being here with you now feels like I can, but I I know I can't. But having all these kind of random people listening to me, I can't control who Mm -hmm. they are and what they think of me. And I think there's an element of the people pleaser that wants to, if I know who you are, then I can kind of reflect a bit of that back to you in order to be liked. Mm. And so if there's a lot of different energy, a lot of different people that I'm thinking about and I don't know them. Then that feels scary. It's like, okay, I'm just going to have to be myself and be, yeah. you know, who I am. And they're going to get to judge me on who I actually am instead of the person I'm molding myself to be, to make them more comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So you're really, I think you are really, you've decided what we're thinking and it's not in your favor. Mm. And that's what you're working from. Yeah. And that's why you're holding your breath and and you aren't consciously holding your breath, but I hear you in brace mode because you already know you've already made a decision of how it's going to go down and it isn't in your
0: favor. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that? Yeah. I feel that with my breath as well. Like in, when I'm in mm-hmm. sessions. I realize I'm not breathing properly and I have to like breathe. Mm -hmm. And it happens all the time when I'm talking to someone and I'm like, I can't realize I'm not breathing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll be right back to unravel the psychology of the voice with today's guest.
3: Hi, this is Sherry Quam-Taylor of Quam-Taylor Consulting. I scale nonprofits. Here's why this work has been important to me. This work has scaled my business I came to Tracy because I wanted to get rid of the ums in all of my presentations, and not only did she do that, but she changed my entire business. As a result of working with Tracy, clients started coming to me. I was no longer out hunting and trying to find clients. They started coming to me. And So when I track my business growth, I can exactly look and see where my work with Tracy was because I can see it in the bottom line.
2: Welcome back. Are you ready to dive deeper and find out what we can uncover in today's guest?
0: And I'm like, <gasps> I can't realize yeah. I'm not breathing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and, and the whole world is in brace mode, just mm. so you know. And I, and I will tell you, Everything I'm telling you, I've, I have don't know how many times I've said that this week. We're all struggling with so many of the same things because mm-hmm. we all have so many similarities in the things that the subconscious will shut down. But everybody's in brace mode. It's one of the first things the subconscious takes away. The second grade teacher says, stop being so loud. And you go, mm. and you put it in your body. So there's a brace mode in you that I think is actually linked to getting it right. Let mm-hmm. me, let me hold my breath, make sure I get this right. Because if I get things right, then you're happy with me Yeah, and you're happy. Okay. We're okay. Now I can let that air out. So it's all, it, you know, all roads tend to be leading back to getting it right. So what does it mean if, let's see what I can play with here. Just like everything else, it's all going to start in your head, even though you've done a lot of the head work. But I want to play with possibility around your head and how your voice is being received. Because this is a perception, reception, what do I want situation. I think it's the fastest way for me to plug something in for you. And I never know what I'm going to do. I never know these people. When they come on, they come on and I'm like, hi, how you doing? I have no agenda. I'm just literally (laughs) going off of what I think in the moment is going to create a shift for you. So you're working off of a perception of who you are. You know, you're somebody different, but from a voice perspective, you're working off of a perception that goes back to voice stories. We're receiving something different And then there's this third point of what you want us to receive, I think is one of the core key things that I'm dealing with here. So I always like to get people doing some kind of role play in their own words. What would you say is your, would be a challenging situation or a situation where you might feel a little intimidated? You might feel a little unsure I don't know what that would be. Would that be a session? Would that be a podcast interview? Would that be introducing yourself, making a sales call? Think of something that you know can rattle you a little bit just so I can hear you riff
1: off a couple of your words.
0: That rattles
1: me. Um, Where you, well, let me Let me rephrase. Where you feel like you would go
2: into on mode. Okay. Um, definitely want to do a podcast. Okay. Do you have a podcast or do you do podcast interviews?
0: I have a podcast that's just me talking and I've only done two episodes. And so I'm at the very beginning of that journey. And it definitely, as I explained to you in the email, I sent you like, it's it's been a very eye-opening and exhausting journey.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing it in the podcast. Mm -hmm. You're going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't listen ahead of time. I don't want, I didn't want, I never listen to anybody's anything. I don't want any clues in my head before mm-hmm. I get here live with you. So I don't know how you start the show, but if let's just do a, let's do mock episode three, what might episode three be about? You said you've done it uh, two episodes. What might episode three be about?
0: Episode three might be about me unlocking the power of my voice. And the journey journey that I've had, um, understanding how my voice is connected to all of these inner fear, fears that I'm housing inside of me.
2: What were you thinking about just then?
0: The noise outside that I don't know what I'm doing on my podcast. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
0: That I probably should have prepared more. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I think one of the problems in... All of this noise is you're in self assessment mode. So, not only Mm -hmm. have you decided we're not going to think it's any good, you're questioning and assessing whether it's any good or not. Did you say something about perfectionism or did I make that up?
0: Uh, I I feel like I didn't need to say it. I think it's pretty. pretty Okay. So, that's okay. So,
2: I'm just hearing it. I'm just hearing it. So, that's what the grip is. That's what the brace Mm -hmm. is. That's so it's just an extreme version of getting it right. It's got to be perfect. Yeah. And and you may be your worst nightmare. Yes. Yeah, you're working under what I call the surgeon's bar. Nothing is
1: perfect enough, mm-hmm. if I might guess. Okay. All right. So guess what? We're going to riff
2: off a little bit of episode three. Okay. <laughs> now, and nothing's bad. Y'all know I give the disclaimer. There's no bad here. I'm not over here going, Oh my gosh, this is a, this is a train wreck. No, there's no bad. There's, this is all about how can I get Keaton to the next level and help her Mm -hmm. to be set free? There's no bad. So nobody, you know, and guess what? If anybody listening is thinking bad, guess what? Hey, listeners, if you're thinking bad, that's judgment. And that's how you're perceiving what's happening here through your filters that's it and that's all judgment is if i can check myself and go yeah i I didn't communicate anything wrong or i didn't hurt anybody's feelings and they judged me anyway that's about them through their filters okay let's riff off some of episode three and and play around with it a little bit it'll
1: be fun okay okay so you just want to start talking is it well is it an interview it's not an interview show is it solo show
2: yeah. 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 Just kick it off. Like imagine that you're right there. Here we go. I'm going to record episode three. I'll stop you after a little while. And it's not because you're doing bad. It's just gives me a little bit of your dialogue to work with.
0: Okay. Cool. Okay. So hello and welcome to every part of you. This is episode three. And in episode three, I'm going to be talking about my voice journey. And I want to start at the something that happened to me last year which was when I was beginning as a hypnotherapist and I would realize that my voice would just cut off in the middle of a transformation. And a transformation is when you're talking for about 15, 20 minutes and you're feeding suggestions into somebody's subconscious. And about 10 minutes every single time at the same time, my voice would just stop working. And I would have to like cough and like put myself on mute and drink tea and force my voice to keep going okay you can stop right there
1: okay what's happening in your mind
0: i'm trying to tell the story right and mm-hmm. make it really interesting mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. and and have partly decided that it's not
0: or no? no okay good. No, I've, good yeah, i think i'm pretty interesting
2: <laughs> okay good good all right but you're also an analytical thinker, yeah, and probably wicked smart
1: if I had to guess based on what I hear. Do you see a checklist in your head? Um, no, I don't see a checklist. I see
0: like this: this need to be entertaining.
1: Yeah. To, okay.
0: Yeah, make sure that someone's having a good time, and that I'm funny, charismatic. Wow. You know, all those things, <laughs>
2: everything a lot of pressure. That's a lot yeah. of pressure. And so what happens is I hear it like you're reading a checklist.
1: Mm. And so
2: what you want, because you're thinking about all of those things. Now the sound comes out like a checklist and all of it is trying to get it right. Because if I'm funny, if I'm entertaining, if I can reveal all of this, see, it's really interesting. Do you you see how you're putting something in place to get the result that you want, but it's actually keeping you from getting the result that you want. So there's something you're putting in place rather than just giving us you. Yeah. Believing that you, the, the vehicle of what you put in place, that's going to create, that's going to unleash the you. You, your subconscious has tricked you into believing that if you put this in place and you get all these things, right, then you're unleashing you.
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And that's the very thing that's keeping everything contained. Does that make sense?
0: I feel like my subconscious has tricked me to believe that I will be liked and accepted if I do these things, but the real me doesn't really want to be liked and accepted, even though that's the kind of fear based thing. At the yeah. inside
2: of me. Yeah, yeah. You don't really care. You're no, on a I don't, mission. I don't. Yeah. You're on a freaking mission. <laughs> get out of your way. You know, then that's me. Judge mm-hmm. me. I'm fine. You know, I get hate mail every day. No problem. I got, fo- I got to focus on my people.
1: Do you get hate mail?
2: Yeah, I do.
1: What? Oh my I gosh. do. Okay. Yeah.
2: I, I got one just the other week telling somebody telling me I had no value. Whoa. But guess what? It doesn't even phase me. Right, because I'm on that mission, I've got those horse blinders on, and it doesn't matter if you don't like me that it, that's there's a purpose being served here, and that's mm-hmm. what I want to get you connected to you You theorize it, you know it, you see it, you just can't mm-hmm. execute it. so yeah. let's play a game. let's play it's just me and you. You could say anything you expletive wanted. You're going to start that podcast. And I don't care if you say banana, 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 F word, F word, banana, banana. I don't care. Whatever you want to say, if you could say anything you wanted in the whole wide world. And in your mind's eye. Yeah, I know. I just gave you the biggest, coolest permission slip. (laughs) Okay. In your mind's eye, you are talking to your best person somebody you know, like, and trust. See, when you did that a minute ago, you weren't thinking about any person. You were thinking about, am I getting this right? Am I, I gotta be funny? I got it, you were thinking about those things. Now, this time in your mind's eye, I want you to think of your best person. You know, I'm always talking to Bill and Judy at the kitchen table, always, everybody knows that. I want you to put them in your mind's eye and then you want you to say, I don't care what you say. I got a great editor. If we need to hack something out, we can, but I want you to fully express whatever you want to say, however you want to say it about this voice journey. You up for that game? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, (laughs) here we go. And you're not going to get it wrong and you're not going to make
1: me mad. And you're not, there's no, there's no bad. Okay, here we go. Okay. My mind has gone like blank. Yeah, I'm not surprised.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Your subconscious going, Hold on a minute. That is not what we're doing. But <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. So let's
1: try it one more time. And if and if your mind goes blank again, I'll go. I'm going to go a different tactic. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So the reason I really want to talk about this is that I feel that it. Stops
2: okay. Stop.
1: People. Nope. Yep. Nope.
2: Yep. The governor's on governor yeah. on the governor of getting it right is okay. Now this is crazy because I'm in Texas and you're obviously in Australia, but what would happen and don't overthink it and don't try to get it right. But what would happen if the doorbell rang of where you're at and you open the door and I was standing there, what would you say? And how would, what would you do?
1: I'd be like, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. How are you here? <laughs> yeah. Keep going. That's amazing. What,
0: Yeah. I'd be like, do you want to come in? Would you like to? I mean, how did you get here? Did you teleport from Texas? Okay. Okay. So for one
2: thing, when you just did that, you were no longer asking my permission. Mm. When you recorded the first mock episode, every single sentence you were asking my permission. Is this okay? Is this okay? Am I doing okay? Am I getting it right? Okay. Uh, there's no, there's no wrong. Okay. So with that same concept, me at your door, which I'm glad you answered that way. Cause sometimes I play this game and people go, okay, how did you know where I lived? How do you know where I live? <laughs> like I'm some kind of stalker. Okay. So tell me about your voice journey. Tell me about it. Go.
0: From the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I was a, sing, a young singer as a child and my mom would kind of force me to perform like everywhere. And I would, I would sing at every event imaginable. Okay, stop, in stop. Yep. Really good. Yeah. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? How do you feel about that?
2: The fact that your mom, nope, nothing bad against mom or dad. That's not what we're doing. How would you, how would you, how did you feel about performing everywhere? Did you love it? Did you hate it? I hated it. Okay, I need you to start this again, and I need you to lead with the feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can start the same way, but I need to know to what degree you hated this. Okay,
0: my mom would kind of keep me in her pocket as the little her little show pony, where she'd get me out and I could sing and perform and make everyone happy at every single event, and I absolutely hated. I just, I hated doing it. I hated being that for her. Um, even at funerals, I would sing at funerals and I was like a kid and I didn't even know the person who was, who had died. And it was just a really bizarre thing.
1: Uh, I would do. Um, okay. We'll keep going.
2: Yeah. How's this, is this, are we getting there? Is this better? Is this a little less, yes.
0: a little less, let me get this right in your head. Yeah. I think I was just thinking about my feelings instead of getting it right.
2: Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about, you hated doing that. You hated Mm -hmm. doing that. You hated doing that dog and pony show, right? Okay. Yeah. Scale of one to 10, one, you didn't care at all. It's like a snail, nothing. 10 is like an auctioneer rage, lose your mind. Tell me on that
1: scale of one to ten, the degree of how much you hated doing that. Like six? Okay.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. That's we're pretty close. It was like, yeah, it's like two parts. It was like I hated it because she was making me do it but do it. But I actually secretly really wanted like I really enjoyed singing and I really wanted to be like singing and doing things like that. But just on my own terms, I hated the the control and the fact that I didn't get a choice in the matter. Okay.
2: Can you tell yeah. how different your voice is? Can you tell it or no? Does it, everything feel the same? Everything sound the same to you?
0: I can feel it in my body. Like I literally yeah. feel my throat like pulling back, like, and my, it's it's almost like I can't get loud. Like It it stops me from uh, just like this mellow back there place. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And do you grind your teeth?
0: I bite the inside of my mouth.
2: Yeah. Uh huh. I can hear it. It's a protection mechanism to keep your sound from flowing out. Mm -hmm. Because there's probably a lot of fear around this. Well, there's not. There's no probably. There's a lot of fear around
1: what if I express myself like this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like
2: I and really, so, really
0: want to, but there's still yeah. fear. Mm-hmm.
2: And what is the fear? What is, what are you worried
1: is going to happen? Not a trick question.
0: I think it's just fear of people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Like judging me thinking I'm really weird.
2: Okay. So what does it, what does it mean if they judge you? What have you made that mean?
1: If I judge you, what does that mean to you? I was going to say that you don't
0: like me, but it's like, it's like two parts because there is a part of me that literally does not care if people don't like me or if they judge me. Like when I do get judged or when I do receive, you know, a mean comment, like I handle it really well. But then there's this other part of me who is still terrified of it. So mm-hmm. it's like... Logically, I understand that it's actually fine and I can handle it. But then there's this like deep fear that I can still feel and obviously it's still in my voice that it's still, mm-hmm. you know, scared that people won't like me or that they'll judge me, that they think I'm weird, that they think I'm different. Has anybody ever
1: said you were weird or different?
0: I think I've always told myself that I was weird and different. hmm. Okay, so you're so always. you're working
2: off of
1: yeah
0: yeah that's okay.
2: You're working off of false proof. We either mm. work of off a false proof or real proof. And you could have easily said to me, "Yep, I've got 14 instances where I can tell you where I was bullied and told I was weird and all these things." And you said, "Actually, no. I think I tell myself that." So that means you're working off a of false proof.
0: I, I do still have experiences where I have been told that I was weird. Okay. Or been-
2: yeah. Okay. So yeah. Both. 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 Okay. Okay. So you're yeah. working off of false proof and real proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. No problem. That catapults you into the future, making sure that never happens again. Mm-hmm. So the past is still there, and that's catapulting you to the future. So your thoughts are in the future, and that's what the governor's about on your voice because you mm-hmm. are in the future. Remember when I said. You, you're already in the outcome and you know, it's not going to work in your favor. Yeah. This is why, because you're replaying the past and you w- don't ever want that to happen again. So that's catapulting you in the future. And you feel like if you temper yourself, then that's not going to happen.
0: No wonder this is so exhausting. Like my first uh-huh. social media video, like my first podcast, like the first time I had a client, like it's so, it takes so much energy yeah. and yeah. it's, honestly so hard. And I was like, is this how it is for everyone? Like, does everyone find it this difficult to launch a business and to do these things? Because this has been one massive mountain after another. Yeah.
2: Well, and this is very common. What we're talking about right here is, and many people get to me and that's the first thing I say to them is you must be exhausted. Yeah. And they are. And it's, you're just playing habit. You're playing, this has happened. I'm never going to let it happen again. This is habit. I'm never going to let it happen again. And the solution in your mind is neutralize everything, even though it's making you crazy and you don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. But that's Mm -hmm. the trick that your subconscious has put in place. So let me see where I want to go with this. I've got to get you in the now. That would be, and that's generally where I start all the time anyway, is I get people in the now. That's part of pillar one is get them in the now, just not thinking about what we're thinking about because mm. you're wasting your energy trying to control the outcome. You can't, but you can control the conversation by the way you make me feel. Mm. And part of this is about getting in the now, staying, that's subconscious reprogramming really is a big part of this is I'm not going to listen to the stories anymore. I'm not going to listen to the noise anymore. I'm going to stay. I'm going to function in the now. And there's a redirection process that it plays a part in that. But there's also a conversational part that I think I want to play with let's go back to starting the episode. Mm-hmm. And if you were just having a conversation with somebody, you know, like and trust, how would that go? Like you're recording, but it's
1: just a conversation and there's not going to be any judgment. I probably ask them a question to start.
2: Okay. Or maybe, but- or do you just want me to, Sorry. Yeah, but uh, but I want you to do the podcast content. So okay. imagine that I just okay. Let me ask you a question. Let, let me do. Let me lead you in with a question. Yes, please. So tell me about your voice journey. I
1: want to hear about that. Okay, what happened right then?
0: <laughs> My head went kind of like to lots of different places, and. I was trying to like siphon through them to see which one was like the best one to start.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's
0: no best
2: mm-hmm. because
0: how do I know what's
1: best? Yeah. How do I know what's best about your story?
0: You don't. I don't. I don't even know what the best is about my story either. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. And so it becomes just about picking something. So Mm -hmm. let's try it again. And the first thought that comes into your mind, we're going to go with it and we're not going to analyze it as we go. Okay. You're going to get back into the
1: now and you're not going to decide what I'm thinking. Okay. Tell me, I want to hear about this voice journey.
0: Every time I would sing, I realized that my voice would didn't belong to me it belonged to someone else and I hated that feeling I couldn't perform properly I would just feel scared like my friends would ask me to sing in front of them and I would just be I would just feel my whole body kind of light up and I would sing this song and it would be not moving at all like my voice wasn't even connected to my body kind of thing and then last year, my neighbor invited me to a, um, like a music thing where you, anyone can just get up and sing. And he said, it's this weekend, you know, sing a song. So I had three days. And I was like, for the first time in my life, I'm going to pick my own song that I want to sing that I like, and I'm going to learn it and I'm going to sing it this weekend at this thing. And singing, I've always been super nervous. Like, you know, I feel like I black out when I sing, like I don't really remember what happens. And this was the first time that I actually got up and the whole room like stopped and everyone just stared at me. And I sang this song, I was completely present and I was there and I felt so connected to my voice and I made people cry, I made myself cry. And when I got off that stage, I just felt like I had unlocked something that I hadn't experienced before. And I knew that that was the next, like the next couple steps of my journey, like I had started something important. Yeah, that was great.
2: That was really great. Did that feel like you? Yeah. Yeah. You weren't in your head. You weren't trying to get it right. You weren't thinking about what I was thinking about. You were talking to me in a conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just were, like looked at you and like was yeah. like, I'm talking to you instead of like, yeah. My, yeah. Yeah.
2: And there were all these little glimmers of, the real you, the sounds that are in your seventh layer coming out. Ah. And it's not, I mean, it's not like we're going to go from where we started point A to, oh my gosh, this is the most greatest, all the greatest expression. It doesn't work that way, but we level up and level up and level up and level up. And I think when you hear this, you're going to hear some of those nuances popping Mm. up. I started to know who you were. I started Mm. to hear how you felt. I started to be able to identify things within me that I heard in you.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: But I didn't hear the getting it right, which was really all I was trying Mm -hmm. to do, because that's the foundation of it all. That's the foundation of it all. Because as long as you're up in your head, you can't unleash your Mm -hmm. voice.
1: Mm -hmm. Is that helpful?
0: Yeah. Amazingly helpful.
1: Yeah. Okay. That was awesome.
2: That was awesome. So when you hear this back, I want you to listen for those nuances and all we plugged in, you said you were focused on me Mm -hmm. and maybe when you do the show, you don't have somebody in front of you, but we need to find somebody for you to focus on. We need to, whether it's in your mind's eye, whether it is a literal picture of somebody you know, like, and trust in front of the microphone, but it's not about you. It's about, I got to tell them this story. I got to share this information. And that's how Mm. you tap into that mission. That's how you tap into that passion and that where we can put those horse blinders on and not have all that noise running around that makes us want to get it
0: right right? It's because you asked me a question. I think that was Mm -hmm. really helpful for me just to start talking.
2: Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you, you can do that without me. You just hear the question in your mind's eye. What's Mm -hmm. the question? And then you respond to the question.
1: Yeah. I love that. It's just that simple. Okay. Well, this is good. This is good. Do you have any
0: questions or thoughts or comments before we wrap it up? Um, just the when you were speaking about the governor, mm. how can I be aware of that? Because I think that's a massive part of what, I, what comes on in me.
1: Well, I think you feel it. Mm. Well, you were aware
2: of it when I brought yeah. it up. You knew it was there. And so mm. that's a physical feeling the delivery that you just gave me in a conversation when you were focusing on me was a different physical feeling, wasn't
0: it? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: So when you feel that feeling that is not the feeling that we want, you stop and you connect back to this feeling. What did it take me to get to this feeling that I like Mm -hmm. this feeling over here? What were the tactics that I used to get this feeling? this is the feeling I want. I don't want that. So let me stop. Let me get out of that. Let me connect back to this tactic so that I can deliver this feeling, this sound.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you're present and in your feelings, you're going to be less likely to have the governor reigning over everything you do. Okay.
2: The governor is going to happen when you're in your head. Because you're tempering everything. Well, am I getting it right? What's she thinking? I don't know how this is going. And, and your voice cannot work when you are in your head. Yeah. I, test, I researched it. You can't do it. And that's where I came up with the voice is the orchestra of the heart. Mm-hmm. Because the orchestra won't play when you're in your head. The words are in your head. The feeling, the passion, the message is in your heart. Yeah. So that's why we have to work from there. All right. Well, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and end this one right now. Thank you so much for being with us. This was really great, and we're gonna reach out to all of our participants probably about a month or so later, and we're gonna check in. And a month or so later, after you've come on the show, we're gonna check in and see how you're doing, and we're gonna get an update from you. We're gonna update the listeners.
0: Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Kathy.
2: Yeah, yeah, thank you. It was great. Keaton is absolutely a delight. The challenges that she faces are so common. And I even tell her in the show, I will have this conversation again today with somebody else because so many people are struggling with the same thing. The core issue is the holding back. Another core issue is not believing she will be heard, which she has proof in her life that people aren't going to listen. That is the epitome of psychology of the voice. Rewriting those stories, changing the habit so that she uses her voice in such a way where she doesn't hold back, where she does fully express not only her thoughts and ideas, but how she feels about them vocally. Rewriting those stories so that she will believe she will be heard and she'll use her voice in such a way that she gets different proof. There are other things, definitely, that given enough time, I would love to move out. Being on. This is really common. And it's very much an old school way of teaching. We used to all do it. Be on, perform. That has to be moved
1: out for connection to happen. Fear of judgment has to be rewritten. Don't shine.
2: These are big things in the realm of psychology of the voice and they are important things. And the key to freedom lies underneath the release of them. In a short time together, I can plant seeds. I can shift one thing. But this can't be theory. So no matter what, as you listen to this transformation, even for Keaton, it can't be theory. It can't be, oh, I'll remember to do that. It is an unraveling process. It is a rewriting process. It is a changing the habit and the muscle memory process. I like to do the unearthing because while people like Keaton are very aware that there is something holding them back, the secret weapon here becomes the questioning, the pointing out, the directing the right questions, so that she can figure it out very quickly where the blocks and barriers are in relation to the voice story she holds so tightly to. We have to unearth, unmask, and then we can unleash, but her voice is powerful, extraordinary, delightful, easy to connect with. We just have to be able to hear it. So let's see what kind of transformation we can do.
3: What an amazing shift. Hey, this is Sherry Kwam Taylor wrapping us up today. If you heard this and thought, oh my gosh, is this what my business needs? Is this the thing that will attract more clients in 2023? Well, it is. It was for me last year and I continue to use this today to scale my own business. If you want your voice assessed, just take a second right now and email Tracy at Tracy at com. You will not regret it.